Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I may or may not have just tried to drink this Dos Equis and instead not used my mouth and dumped it all over my chin, balls, and chest. <laughs> so That being said, this is the 3-on-1 podcast. I'm Bryce Davis. That's Garrett Campbell. Woo! That's Clayton McCorder wearing what? a Jason mask. What's up? And this is our special, special guest, Felix Alston. Yeah. Today we're going to be pretty heavily drinking and talking about why or why not Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. Plot twist. It's still bad. It's, <laughs> okay. I still like it. Okay, okay so, so we're all going to pretty much be standing on the that Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie, but we're going to talk about later whether or not that means... It is at all a good movie. Spoiler, it's not. <laughs> the, what you have to understand about the Star Wars movies is that they're not good movies by any stretch. They're, there are good Star Wars movies and there are bad Star Wars movies, but there is not a Star Wars movie that it also is a good regular movie. This Absolutely is, not, because the... This is true. Because the other two fucking... The only top three, I will let you tell me, is that it is Rogue One, Episode Three, and Revenge of the Sith, like, and then Episode Five, Empire Strikes Back. If the first Star Wars movie came out today, everybody would be like, "This is trash." Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. dude. Absolutely. A New Hope is absolute garbage to watch now. That what was that? Nineteen seventy fucking two. Nineteen seventy seven. Nineteen seventy seven. Nineteen seventy two standards. That it might be. A, it's a decent movie. <laughs> See, but, I am of the very. Uh, uncommon opinion that episode four is a good film it's so boring uh, by uncommon you mean wrong <laughs> uh you, you could call it wrong i yeah. i'm a big fan of episode four i do one of those things, wholeheartedly agree it's that one it of those stretches where like if you're into the, the into the entire franchise you're like you're like you're like a weeaboo but for star wars you like it regardless just because of star wars yes there you go yes exactly but i would very hard argue that Rogue One is the only movie in the entire Star Wars franchise that doesn't require the Star Wars suspension of disbelief. You can just sit down and watch the fucking movie. That's a good, that's a good word. Suspension I, uh, of belief. There you go. Yeah, you have to have so much suspension of disbelief to obey all of the laws like, oh man, we're gonna get into it, but in Rogue One, there's so many parts that are just ridiculous. Like, like the fucking, when... Halfway through the movie, they finally are finding Jen Urso's father, and she climbs up the side of a mountain on a rickety metal ladder. Yeah, like, but it's a ladder. S- like 700 feet yeah. while it's pouring That might be a bit of an exaggeration. It's yeah. fucking It's huge. pretty damn tall. It's a giant fucking climb. Okay, to do she's, on a, she's like, tr- she's strong, okay? She's trained. <laughs> she's, she's strong. Drunk. She's She's, she's, she's not trained. She's just like she's a hardened criminal. Yeah, she's yeah. not exactly can, like combat. Training. All yeah. of this stuff is life or death. So if she's, somebody has to do it, she's probably she's not going to do. It. I'm going to beat her ass. <laughs> <laughs> she is a guerrilla soldier. She's not a she's not a career killer. She's this confirmed. All it takes is one person capable. Also, she kills zero do. people in the whole movie. This, this is okay, co- that's believable. Yeah. This is confirmed that um, Clayton McCorder is the true test of whether or not you have the force within you. 
you have to beat Clayton McWhorter <laughs> into hand-to-hand combat to prove that you have even the slightest touch. There's one person on Legion 2 in the whole Star Wars universe. Um, Clayton, you are also absolutely wrong because in the, in the first gunfight... <laughs> in the Similar enough. Okay. In, in the first gunfight, you said that Jyn Erso doesn't kill anybody in the movie. But in the first gunfight, when they are on the planet with the she Jedi Temple, she disarms the two stormtroopers and then turns and shoots two stormtroopers yeah, right there. She does. She, she gets disabled him. Knocked out. He's just disabled with a, with a gunshot to the fucking Sleeping head. Sleeping until he dies. This is like that shit in fucking The Dark Knight where the mm. Batman doesn't kill anybody yeah. and he throws him off a building. Yeah. And he's like, oh, dude, he, he breaks his leg. When he hits the ground, like he, he, he felt seventeen stories. He landed force on a trampoline. He landed on his elbow. He's fine. Batman he shattered his left arm. Batman didn't kill him. Sir Isaac Newton killed him. Yeah, <laughs> gravity. Gravity killed that man. Dude, I'm Are just. Like this? All I'm yes. saying is that it takes less suspension of disbelief to think that Batman versus Superman is a good movie than to believe that. The Force exists in these fucking movies. Like, oh, I Well, love... I mean, if you're into the movies, then you have to accept that the Force is a thing. But I don't accept that the Force is just in every fucking bumfuck motherfucker. Like, you have to study the I think Force. They, I, they yeah, study for the... years to get these powers. Well, whereas... the well, I think that the Force like just exists, though. The in the, in you the actual... You can't just be a Jedi, but the Force still exists. Like, that's the th- idea that it's light and dark, you know what I mean? In it's... the actual lore of the Star Wars universe, the Force is the power that binds every living being. So you're trying to tell me so that Anakin Skywalker, right? Yeah. He, yeah. Had, he had a lot of midichlorians in him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Highest he... count of any Jedi. Exactly. So he was genetically, from the day he was born, more fit yes. to be sensitive to the Force. Would yes. you say that he's... Genetically superior. That's exactly what I'm getting at. This sounds like it's preaching some pretty fucking Aryan ideals in this shit, I'm and I am not it. with it. Let me let it be I, known. I, it's just it's like a give me. My dude. wife died. Dude, don't make a distinction. My wife died. I guess it's not. My wife might die according I to my nightmares. I killed children, so I guess I'm gonna have to kill me. a bunch of kids in this school. Uh, the illegal wife that I took, that I knocked up, might die. I have to throw away my entire Liar! fucking life. I would do the same thing to Natalie Portman died. Okay, so <sighs> yeah, she's, she's pretty cute. Okay, so let's let's rehash. So let's go real quick. Let's shoot over to quickly talk about the two movies yes. that people say are the only comparable best Star Wars movies. Episode three and episode five. Yeah, episode five. In our poll, glaringly won. Absolutely. By like 100%. Don't watch it right now. It's it was like, boring. It was like 65%. And so, and so, there is a problem in a Star Wars movie where you are having to immerse yourself within a universe that is not fucking real. So you're going to have to have so much exposition, so much stuff brought in to, once again, familiarize you with your suspension of disbelief, putting you somewhere else. Yes. But... That gives you, in almost every Star Wars movie, I would say in every Star Wars movie, besides episode three, you have a horrendous middle 30 to 50 minutes where it's just a lull. And episode five, without a shred of a doubt, inarguably, has the hardest to get through lull when after you get the amazing Battle of Hoth and the escape, 
you get the Diggle Boss sequence, which is just ass. <laughs> when it's just like, you don't even know what Yoda is fucking talking about when he's training Luke. It's absolutely... It's all exposition. All exposition. All of him just subtly hinting at like what the Force is and what the Force means and shit. When he's just fucking used it already for a whole fucking movie... Oh. Well, not the whole movie. He used it a couple times in episode four. And periodically throughout periodically. the movie. It could be referred to as throughout the movie. All the people from the... Trip I've never watched show. Star Trek before, but now I'm a Trekkie. I fucking hate <laughs> 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 You know what? Honestly, guys... Warp Drive, go! Honestly, guys, I think we should start watching Battlestar Galactica. Because oh, this fuck. shit sucks. <laughs> is, this, is this Halo? Because Halo's better. Halo is a lot better. <laughs> Halo makes way more sense. It does. That's sad. <laughs> Now, yeah, Halo's I, convoluted as fuck and still makes way is. more sense than fucking Star Wars. I will say, though, that Episode 3 gets an absolute pass because the middle in the, in the middle of Episode 3 is actual action. Okay, so that's a that's a wonderful transition. Well, there's a lot of things like in Episode 3 that you have to, like, if you, like, watch it for everything that it is. Like, there's a scene where Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi are talking. And like and uh, Obi Wan is like standing in like a lighter section. Yep. And like uh, Anakin is standing in the darker section. He's drawing a very clear distinction between like yeah. what is like existing between but the two. Except for the first space battle, at no point in Episode Three can you watch it without seeing one and two, and it make even the slightest bit of sense. Yeah, you have to know what's going on. Fuck no. Dude, they literally use so much dialogue and refer to the Chancellor, and you 100% worse, Yeah, well, I mean, it's a build-up all in general. Worse I, guess, than, I worse, guess without watching the other ones, it wouldn't be Exactly. It, is. It, it is so dependent on the build-up. Worse than a Harry Potter movie yep. or a Lord of the Rings movie. Yep. Episode 3 depends on you having a significant amount of backstory already built up. You already understand that you have to. 100% understand the tension between Anakin and Obi-Wan throughout the movie, or the movie just really doesn't hold the gravitas. Like, it really just seems at one point Anakin just kind of turns into an asshole. Yeah, it just seems like he's being like a whiny brat. That's yeah, you, you don't well, know. Of like his... Kylo Ren seems very, like the same, too, like later on. Oh, yeah, because yeah, he's, 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 he's modeling his parallel. life after. Yeah. It's, yeah. Almost, it's yeah. almost like very like, explicitly like demeaning of the dark side of the yeah, he's written as as almost a direct parallel to exactly. Anakin into his Kylo life. Ren to me is like a perfect amalgamation of what people describe the dark side as. He's, yes, he is horny. only the bad. <laughs> Very horny. Well, Definitely it's just, it's way like, too horny. It's way just too Kylo too Ren realizes that if he thinks really hard, he can get a hot girl in the same room as him. Yeah. So he he just <clears throat> takes his shirt off and he's like, oh, I've I've been lifting some weights and he's all. He's got his fucking pants up to his knees. Like, he's, he's like, like oh, fuck, what's up, Ray? Why, yeah, why like, oh, fuck, Ray. It would be really sick if you entered this room right now. I'm going to use the force to get you here. Oh, what's why up, bitch? Why does this keep <laughs> happening? I don't know. But, uh, I'm, I'm uh, hurt. I definitely right have nothing to do with this. Who are you taking in a WWE match? Holt Hogan, Kylo Ren. Uh, Kylo Brody Bruce. Bruce Brody. Kylo Ren does not have his lightsaber. So okay. Hulk Hogan's gonna hit it with a big boot leg drop combo. Drop. You know where Kylo Ren's going? Straight to fucking hell. There's, there's a lot of good symbolism in the the more recent Star Wars movies. It's, it's not very yeah. subtle. No, it's pretty fucking ham fisted. 
But at least it's there. It's, 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 it's not like episode four where it's just a boring space I hate opera. It's scene. gotta be. I hate the scene in episode seven where Ray is finally lightsaber dueling with fucking Kylo. Yeah. And it zooms out to where they have like the perfect like Mortal Kombat menu yes. fight pose. They're exactly. all. Or there's the, the very blatant use of lighting in episode seven as well when uh, uh, Han Solo is. His face is basked in light, and then Kylo Ren's is basked in darkness, and then his face lights up all dark red with his lightsaber, and he fucking kills his dad. Okay, Bullshit. Han should have lived. Okay, but so to get us kind of back on track, we're going to go back to Rogue One. Had- so we need to get into... We've talked a lot about already about why Star Wars movies kind of suck. Yes. But so let's talk about Rogue One. So Rogue One is without a doubt, undisputedly, whether or not you think this is a good thing or a bad thing, the only movie that, from the start to the finish, holds itself together. When yeah. her, the protagonist and Jen Erso, you get her backstory at the start, and she dies at the end. You get the bad guys, like a, a lot of exposition for him and whatnot, at the start, and he dies at the fucking end with everybody fucking else. Literally every significant character. You are given within the... Yeah, it's, it's almost like I'm drunk, dickhead. But every significant character you're given in the first here, 45 here, here, here. minutes is dead by the end of the movie. Yeah, and that that's a, it's a very good way to self-encapsulate everything. And it is the only... Well, it's like... A, a thing that always pissed me off about Star Wars movies is how it's not acknowledging... Like the toll that the war takes on the yeah, surrounding... the reality. Because when they destroy the Death Star... In episode four. four, that kills two million fucking people. Oh, in, more in the, than that. In the novelization, um, I, I think the Death Star is supposed to have a crew of like 10 million people. Exactly. It's yeah, like a small planet. Yeah. Half of them are fucking dead. The oh, first time I, all most all I ever watched Rogue One in theaters, at the end of the movie, I was so sad because all the characters, like every single one of the people that are significant just died. And then afterwards, after I had a moment to think about it, I was like, this is what makes the entire movie. Exactly. That's that's it's, the story Halo that it's... the movie. It is yeah. showing you that, wow, this small death toll is nothing in comparison to what the good guys yeah. will do in the next movie. Kill people them. people actually die here. Exactly. Yeah. There, everybody whole, is significant. So, every single person is significant and everybody is... Alternate way that you can view Star Wars and that the rebellion is just... A, really fucked up group of terrorists that just killed exactly. so that, many That Imperials. is something I really wanted to get into. So in the first battle sequence, mm-hmm. when they're kind of coming up on the, what's the planet called? Rebus. Scarif? Or Edu? E- no. Which one? The planet with the Jedi Temple. Uh, uh fucking... Jeddah. Jeddah. Yeah, yeah so when, Jedi, when, Jedi. Oh wow, I'm, I didn't realize that until just now. <laughs> but so when the when the Idiot. when the when the first one <laughs> battle starts, the yes. other rebels attack, and so not only is that battle sequence fully portrayed like it's like the Al Qaeda attack yeah. the convoy, like it's God. super super guerrilla, super terroristic in the way because yes. you see women and men. Just died. The only per the only civilian that is focused on is the child that they saved. Yeah. But women and men are just getting blown away, <laughs> dying in the crossfire. All these people die in that sequence. The first that is the first sequence out of the seven Star Wars movies that come before this, 
that really focuses on the fact that this is a war, yeah. that there are people dying. Like It's when not it just a bunch of faceless stormtroopers that the rebels are just taking Exactly. Out. Like, when you have Cassius, when you're first introduced to Cassius, almost right at the start. Cassian. Cassian. He covers the dude's mouth and shoots him. Mm-hmm. And just guns a, like, just, a just informant, an informant. Just yeah. a random guy. Just guns it down the street. Doesn't give a fuck. This is war. Yes. This, right off the bat of those first 35 minutes, fully establishes there are civilian casualties. This one is different. This one is a war. We're going to talk about why this is a war. It's not just faceless good versus faceless evil. It's showing I think all it's the like gray this is where you start fighting the entire empire, dude. Yeah. It, yes. This is like actually like pretty significant. Like yeah. They're kicking ass. They are. What they are. But they're being very, very... Uh, Motherfuckers well, is, uh, is dying about it. A yes. lot of folks yes. are dying. So many people die, whether it's on the Death Star, whether it's in that scene. Yeah. There's probably like forty men lose their lives because they mm-hmm. are not clones. It's like a named four thousand versus a faceless, <clears throat> immense onslaught. Yeah. With weapons. Oh my god, don't even get me started. <laughs> they can just kill entire planets. Exactly. On the in the Force Awakens when they have like the galaxy shooter machine yeah that shit pissed fucking star killer base it's like the hyper ultra 7x death exactly it kills like it kills seven planets at once seven yes 100 the entire thing just comes back to this the disparity between the light and the dark and the fact that it has to be about when a total of 11 good guy planets have been wiped off the earth and only the Death Star has been destroyed in collateral, in response. I will say, though, in the... I don't remember what the book's called, but it's a really, really good Star Wars novel. It's It's been uh, taken out of canon now. It's in the expanded universe. But um, it talks about a, like a, a group of people on the Death Star in the, in the days before uh, the Rebel Raid. And it talks about like a stormtrooper, there's a cantina runner... And then someone else, and then yeah, that that's what this book was trying to show. It was trying to show that despite them being employees of the Empire per se, they were still just people doing their jobs. Yeah. So it's it's revealing yeah, at the 100%. end where only like it's still intense collateral. Yes, yes. Like, it's Out of still like the ten nine million, million people, people yeah. being killed in the explosion. Exactly. Like it, it at the end of it, like three of the six people that the book focuses on escape and the rest okay. of them just get obliterated. But so, so let's kind of get a little bit more back on track and talk about how... So you can argue that Revenge of the Sith having the amazing battle scenes that it does have yes. makes it more exciting than any other Star Wars movie 100%. Yeah, absolutely. The, the Hoth battle in episode 5 that's one of the best scenes the Endor battle in episode 6 is amazing even the I will even, against that till the day I even die. in episode 1 Phantom Menace you yeah. have the Gungan battle the Gungan battle is great really good and then you have episode 2 which is ass start to finish that movie sucks but you have the Coliseum <laughs> the last fight. 20 minutes is good yeah when you have the Coliseum fight which when is, you have, sucks to say about a movie yes absolutely but Rogue One without a doubt fucking is Goliath to the David of all of those in the last 40 minutes. Oh, absolutely. You have, that battle is fucking insane. When you have, like, the guerrilla tactics of everybody, when you have the pilot calling and saying that the soldiers are somewhere they're not. Yeah. And it's just so... And the way that they have the AT-ATs that will yes. be used in the Hoth battle 
are still in prototype mode and are just getting ripped apart. Like, you see why they have to build the shields on them. Yeah. Because they just can't Personally, hold up to anything. I like yes. I like the whole movie in general. Like, just, like, the beginning, like, the first half is, like, they building up. So you have all the character building and everybody's, like, you realize who everybody is and where, where everybody is and what their position is and why they're doing what they're doing. And then, like, the moment that, like, they test the weapon and they just annihilate the whole city and it zooms out. And you can Everyone see it, changes. You can see it from space. This is where it like amps up. So the first half is for me is still good. Like it's character building. You yeah, can't have 100%. the second half, yeah. half without the first half. Exactly. So it's like, for me, it's not boring. Like I'm understanding what's going on in the entire story and the what it what it means in comparison to all of the other movies. And then the the fucking city gets annihilated, and that's where shit gets real. And all the like the battle starts. The real battle starts. Like everybody starts sacrificing everything. Everybody, like people start dying. Like, like I said earlier, yeah. because they keep hammering <laughs> in that rebellions require hope. Yes. When the real message I am receiving that is not that only the that, sacrifice is what is required for yes. this. Not only that, but if you listen to the part where she, uh, where they say, there's like two or three points where they say, um, you, you won't win this or something like that. I can't yeah. remember what the, what yeah, the phrase uh, is. I think it's you won't win this, yeah. Yeah, you won't win this. Happens like at that. the beginning and then at the end. Yeah, because that's what like Galen says at the very start. Mm-hmm. It's what uh, so, Lyra says, says yeah, yeah. The, the wife. And then she gets fucking capped, spoiler yeah. alert, and then Krennic at the <laughs> Spoiler alert, beginning of the movie. Yeah, by the way, we're, we're, we're <laughs> very, way. very thoroughly spoiling the Star Wars films. Everybody dies. <laughs> okay, so if you are clicking on this episode and you haven't seen a Star Wars movie, one, what the fuck is wrong? With yeah, you? what are you doing? You are you first are of all four feet deep into a ten foot deep pool. You yes. fucking idiot. If six feet is dead, you're four feet in right now. Try to climb out. So no. back to episode three. Oh Christ! So I mean, it's good. Episode three is a very good Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's good. Sure, it's, comparatively. It, it, it has, I like. In my opinion, it's bad. The, be- <laughs> the like best it. lightsaber fights. Yes. The Anakin versus Obi Wan. I, I think that was. I think that was one shot. Incomparable. No, absolutely. Incomparable. Not. That is in no way true. No. Episode so like, one, The Phantom Menace, is absolute ass. But there is no sequence with a lightsaber turned on well, like, that epi- is better than when Darth Maul reaches his shit out, turns it on in the next twenty minutes. That dwarf. Well, like in episode three, when they're on the fucking lava, that is so bad. Trust me, they burn so many Hayden Christensen clothes. Absolutely not. If you're trying (laughs) to tell me that that sword fight is better than it's so much better against our absolutely so much better. They have there's at least exactly like Clay just said. There's at least like ten minutes of that twenty minute fight where they're just like standing on hovering boards, just like swinging at each other. It's it's about. Well, if you, in, to in, a so, in episode three, whereas the only fucking part in episode one in that whole fight where there's a cease, where there's a lull, well, is when it has the biggest tension building. Yes, when the yeah. fucking walls come up. Okay, and you have one guy meditate, one guy just stare, and then Darth Maul just, just super pace. angrily. If, fucking if you pace. pay, if you pay attention to like everything, like the like what the characters are in episode three, that you have to understand, like. Everybody, like for all of the Star Wars, everybody has considered Anakin to be superior to Obi-Wan. And if you watch the whole fight, Obi-Wan is always on the defensive during this whole fight. But in the end, he comes out. Would you out. say he has the high ground? He has the high ground. <laughs> and like, but that's the thing. is like Anakin is like dominating him oh, during this no. fight. Fuck no. Okay, so the high ground quote is what makes that whole part insane. 
Because there are so many sequences in that fight where someone does the exact jump that takes his legs out from underneath him. In the parts where they're like magically hovering on the fucking uh, like droids yeah. and the little platforms and shit where they have to make that leap over the other's head. That's the whole point of the high ground thing is that Anakin tries to leap over Obi-Wan and he just yeah. cuts his legs off. There's at least three sequences well, in like, that fight you where imagine, that exact thing you gotta imagine, has to like, happen. If somebody did it, they're twice, on, they're if somebody did it twice, you do it again, I'm going to fucking no, cut your legs they're, off, dog. They're on, on, so one person is jumping completely unstably off of a platform while the other the is force, standing dude. firmly footed using, even if he's using the force, absolutely, on a platform has the exact same fucking advantage. If you have to jump over my head, I can cut your legs out from fucking underneath you. They're both, they're both very skilled though. So you gotta imagine that he's not making that jump like haphazard. Not he to knows mention, what he's doing. If we're gonna start talking about episode three, you have to talk about the acting in the scene that leads Bad. up to that fight. When Bad. Saw, Anakin, you're breaking my heart. I'm look right at what you, Look at where you've become. I'm going down a path I can't or follow. When he's all. Ada Chris, she's just trying to pretend. You turned her against me! He's pretending like Evan McGregor's not three fucking inches taller than him, and he's all, you will try! Just because I, I, I killed can, I can children recall, recall literally that. before this doesn't mean that I'm part of the Dark Side. I can quote that scene back by memory, but um, I the, the whole reason why I stand by the fact that the lightsaber fight between Anakin and Obi-Wan to get back on track at the end of episode <laughs> three is the best, is because there's it's finally a release for all the buildup from episode one, showing Anakin and Obi Wan's exactly. relationship and deterioration. That makes that movie so weak because that is a twelve-year, oh no, ten-year. I think it's ten exactly. Uh, Two thousand exactly ninety-nine to 05, six years. Yeah, but in the in the the whole scheme of the movies, it's. 10, it's like 15 years. I don't give a fuck about the lore. I'm talking about as a movie. So we're saying a seven year, including two movies that are dog piss, <laughs> that suck ass. You have to watch, you have to sit through literally almost exactly seven hours of content that suck dick for that fight to mean anything to you at all. Because I, one, once you're halfway through the sword battle, it has a lot of them like looking at each other kind of the Darth Maul way yeah. just talking which fight are you talking about? in the final fight in episode 3 okay. that that has no stakes at all if you haven't seen 1 and 2 but 1 and 2 are both really bad yeah there's I think yeah. that like you can't like take any of those movies at all like on their own at all every every single movie has something to do with every other movie like even in The Force Awakens like or The Last Jedi like there's like scenes that like uh, reference back to like five movies ago. Yeah, and like Which, he, like it's, it's like when Luke is standing there, he's watching the sunset for the second time. Like you're not gonna understand that if you haven't seen the beginning movie. Like exactly. everything has something to do. with it, 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 it's, it's, it's the whole thing. You have to take the whole thing in, as a as a as its own thing. It's a good thing about the movies, and it's a very bad thing about the movies. It's yeah. cool that it you're ties either into Star Wars or you're not. That's a, that's what it's, it is. It's cool that it ties everything together, but it's bad in the sense that if you don't know the movies, you're totally lost. Well, I think I, you have to understand what all of Star Wars is, is 
the light and the dark, and they're both saying they're both balancing each other. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's as simple as the movie says. Yeah, everything but else none is of, that. None of the things that either of you said in this two-paragraph argument <laughs> have had anything to do with Rogue One. Rogue One breaks every barrier yeah. we've just talked about. Does not yeah, give, that's true. Does not that's even true. give a tuppity fuck about the light or fucking dark side, even remotely at all. Well, no, it's, it's no all sacrifice. Pri- no prior knowledge has to exist to for watch Rogue, Rogue One. No. Even for the whole Death Star and everything, they pretty delicately they explain exactly what it is. What the Death Star yeah. is, you don't have to know what it's gonna do. Yeah. You also don't have to know about the army that they're facing that has been built in the last few movies. That movie, start to finish, stands incredibly on its own at a probably seven point five movie. Yeah, Whereas if you sure. if you bl- cleared your brain mm-hmm. and watched any other Star Wars movie, you'd be totally lost. You would be totally lost. It would suck. It would be a three out of ten. Each individual Star Wars movie, like that, I guess that's the downside of it is that like you have to take them all as a collective. Yeah. Whereas Rogue One, they're not individual. So I think what we're trying to get at is that every Star Wars movie other than Rogue One Bad. is Sucks. like the pee pee poo poo man movie. Yes. It's garbage. Yes. Every Star Wars movie, I would honestly say, besides Rogue One, taken as a movie standalone, I can't sucks fucking ass. Yeah. Besides Rogue One, and Rogue One's only a seven out of ten for sure. It's not a fantastic movie. No, there's a lot that could have been done better. It is an incredible to watch movie if the entire Star Wars series had the production value and the passion behind it as Rogue One. The series would be unstoppable. It would be incredible. And I, it's, it's already unstoppable. So like, oh, yeah. but it, it could have been way more. It, way it would, more it would be like how how the Marvel Cinematic Universe is now. I re- exactly. So like I, I was at, over the world. I actually yes. lived in Modesto like back in two thousand five, and I can't remember. But in before that, before two thousand five, which is George Lucas's hometown, mm-hmm. I can't remember like when did George Lucas stop having a significant impact in the directing of these movies because he's actually like. Not a in the good gap in the identity. gap between episode three and the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. He's like he, not he's, he sold Lucasfilm to Disney between episode three. Well, really, his last real hand that he had in pretty much anything was the Star Wars: The Clone Wars series that started in two thousand eight with the movie. That was about the last thing he had his hand in. He's been he's been on. Um, Seven, eight, Solo, and Rogue One as like a, I think they call it like a lore consultant or something like that. <laughs> but he's he has not been a director. He's not been a producer. He hasn't even been a writer on it. He's yeah. just there so they can be like, hey, George, is this good? And he'll go, oh, sorry, I gotta get my neck ready. Like, it's all part of my vision. <laughs> or, it's not part of my vision. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Bryce just stepped out. Oh, there he is. He stepped out for a second. No, Bryce is gone forever. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be talking as Bryce in his voice <laughs> right here on this podcast. Okay, so I am back. And to kind of bring us back on foot and to just kind of end this on a pretty good note, what we're going to do. I kicked the mic. So, I'm sorry. Garrett, you yes. first. One to ten, including its effect on the canonical universe and more importantly, though, its actual stance as a movie. As a movie. From 1 to 10, what do you give Rogue One? I give Rogue One a solid 7.5. I think that it's a very good movie that bridges the gap between sci-fi and action. It's not... It's not. You can look at it as a Star Wars movie, and it's 
the best Star Wars movie. You can look at it as a sci-fi movie, and it's a very entertaining sci-fi movie. Absolutely. It's not doing anything new. It's not, you know, making the wheel again. There's nothing that's super, like, innovative about it. No. But there's nothing that's super boring or heavy-fisted about it either. I love it. I think it's a very good and entertaining movie. That's all I can say about it. All right. So, Clay. Yes. From 1 to 10, what would you give Rogue One, honestly? As a Star Wars movie, is 7 out of 10, or 8 out of 10. But as a movie by itself, pretend it's not Star Wars, just pretend it's Rogue One, not Star Wars, 4 out of 10. It's so fucking boring in the middle. The last scene, the last scenes, the last fight scenes are awesome. They're really fun. But Yeah, the last yes. 40 minutes is untouched. After the first 20 minutes to the last 20 minutes, that's fucking boring as shit. Just look at your phone the whole entire time. Just listen to it in the background. I will agree will miss that nothing. after the Edu scene, it's a little rough. Exactly, but every Star Wars movie besides Episode Three, which is hard to stand alone, and that's it, has a has a lull that is in the middle that is way worse. I would wager that Episode Six is a lull the entire movie. But that's just because I hate episode six, and we might go in depth on that more in a future. Episode. Yeah, we can have an episode about that. I would tell you that the lull is episode four. Episode four and episode two can both lick the skin from under my balls. Hey, four plus two equals six, motherfucker. What's four good? Is wow. so fucking boring. You're okay, so funny. Now, All right, Felix. Felix, from one to ten, both as a movie and as a canonical feature, what do you give? Because personally, like I usually ten. Like if I, like when I'm watching something, if I'm if I'm gonna watch it, I'm committed to watch it. I try I try to get like immersed in it. So like I give this movie an eight out of ten personally. Like if I'm gonna like I enjoyed it. Like it, t- it actually took me a, a minute to like uh, respect it and like realize what it what it was I liked about it. Because like the first time I watched this movie, I actually really wasn't happy with it just because uh, specifically what it is, what the whole movie was where everybody died just because I was so used to what the cana- the canon and the usual like story that you would hear in story in uh, one of these movies was like even Anakin did not like, yeah. originally well, yeah. and it's he like nobody be. like nobody, just, nobody dies that's what the story is like nobody ever dies in the story but in this movie like it was like the ultimate sacrifice and everybody fucking dies oh, like yeah. at the, when I re- realized this and I was like paying attention to like what the whole story was and what it takes as the whole you know the whole sacrifice this is like for me, my favorite Star Wars movie, and like just as a movie as a whole, I take it as like an eight out of ten. Like I could sit down, I could watch this, and I can enjoy it. Like for, as a movie, like sure. I can get into it. Like the whole movie as a whole, even in like the parts where everybody's like, "Oh, this is a little." Well, that's usual. Like you're not gonna get a movie where every single mo- minute of like two hundred minutes is gonna be action. It's not gonna happen. I would argue. Yeah, that I, there enjoy are some I enjoy. I enjoy. I enjoy. Pl- the there's plenty time. of movies that start to finish. That's why it can't even touch. Above. Well, like I mean, it's not a ten out of ten, but sure. for me, it's no, a, yeah. it's an eight out of ten. For I sure. enjoy this. For movie. Sure. I can Absolutely. sit down and I can like this movie. Sure. I will say it was a very welcomed departure from the classical Skywalker story. Yeah. It wasn't like the, focused was, on was, the same incestual family. There was there was good skill. There was good enjoyment. Like yeah. funny. Like there was funny in it. There yeah. was like a little bit of action in it. A little, little bit no, sad say, in it. There was a lot of action. Bit of drama in it. in it. Like it was it was just good overall for me. Like I enjoyed this. Fuck yeah. No, would, rec- would recommend. Good. So to end on this last part, so I'm, I would say Rogue One, 100%, undisputedly, yes. is my favorite Star Wars movie. I would say it's a, but 
That still being said, I would say it only holds up to about a 7 out of 10 because taking apart, using my argument that it is the only good standalone Star Wars movie, it is is. still not an incredible movie. It has nothing on... Absolutely not. It has nothing on a No Country for Old Men. It has nothing on a fucking notebook, for fuck's sake. (laughs) It doesn't have anything on these great, iconic movies. Goodfellas... The Departed, fucking. I guess you could say that it's kind of simple. It, it is incredible. That's I simple. still, I that still think core, that it's that's a what very Star Wars good movie. movies are. They're kids' movies. Yeah, and, and but like graphically, it's good. At least good. And the actors, they're, they're pretty good on their own. Like, like for me, like I said, I tend to give like some of these movies. If I, if I get in a movie and I enjoy it, I'm gonna give it a slightly higher like rating than that. maybe I would. Like maybe, maybe it's only a seven. But sure. I like it. I would. I like it as an eight. For me personally, sure. Compared Absolutely. to all the other Star Wars, if, yeah. we're, if we're taking the story in the canon, yeah. So, so to put all of our four opinions together here at the end, I would say seven and that Rogue One is undisputedly the best Star Wars movie, but that does not quite make it a good, a movie. great movie. That's kind of sad, since like if you consider. All